Hello there. How are you guys doing? Uh, I feel like it's time for a message. I have a break between some private sessions this morning, my time, and I just wanted to check in and um, offer something for all of us. And I do feel like it's going to be a Pleiadian message, which tend to be some of some of our favorites. So um, let's get started here. And some of you are like, what is she talking about Pleiadians? That's okay. You may just want to hang out. We don't have to you don't have to know what that is to have an experience of you feeling a better version of yourself, feeling centered, feeling um, maybe less constricted in who and what you are in this world. We create ourselves. We don't create this reality. We don't have that much control um, as our ones, but we do have tremendous authority over ourselves. And sometimes that is the very best place to begin and end with what we are creating and what we are offering and sharing and being as our ones in this reality. Okay, because we cannot control others. Duh. <laughs> right? Hopefully that's not a surprise to you. Anyway, let's start by taking a couple nice deep breaths here in through the nose on the count of four or with the count of four and then exhaling again through the nose with the count of four. Okay. Again, my nose is constricted. <laughs> Great job. Keep that breathing at that rhythm would be perfect. Well, I just remind you of a few things here, okay? Imagine that on the inside of you is a source of light that is similar to the sun that's in our sky and that that radiating light is part of who and what you are, even the part of you that isn't just your human, a part of you that is timeless, a part of you that is you even before it had you as a human to be and an expression of light, a source of energy that continues on even after you die. Nice job. Keep breathing. Now let's see if we can make things even more complicated. <laughs> the version of you that continues on even after you are done being you, even when you die, right? that that expression of you is outside of the time space paradigm. It's beyond time and space. Even using the word outside is a bit of a, a poor word choice on my part, because it's beyond space, it's beyond time. In its essence, in its structure. It is this source energy layers of ourselves ah. <clears throat> that created space time, that created realities like this. And it's those source energy layers that from which we created ourselves, that you created your you, your source energy layers said, I want to, I want an Anne <laughs> to be in that time frame in that part of Earth. Wow. 
Now, some of you are saying, then I want out. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this reality. I want out. Fortunately, it doesn't work that way. And even those, sadly, that that take their lives through suicide, their, their chances of getting um, sort of caught in the in the space-time continuum without a full restoration at their source energy levels are even higher than than normal death and they're pretty high at that rate too but we're we're trying some things to see if we can let more of the source energy that is part of our human structure fully release from not just the human bodysuit at death but fully release from the time space realm to fully restore itself to the source energy layer so that it knows that it is source energy in a more whole and complete way. It's worth a try. Nice deep breath. Great. Okay, let's get started. All right. <clears throat> hmm. In times like yours, it can be very helpful to remember that you are the one that makes things okay. And it's easy to forget that from within the bodysuit. It's so easy to forget that making things okay and things being okay is it's more than a choice. It's very much about actions. It's about cultivating and creating thoughts that support well-being amidst whatever stress and tension and unknowns and uncertainties are going on in your world. Yeah, remember? And it's not about controlling other people. You can inform all day long, but what many of you find with humanity is humans can be very dense. <laughs> um, once they latch on to an idea that, that it is true and it is the truth in an empirical um, manner, it's hard for humans to let those ideas go. And it's very hard for most humans to admit that they're wrong. That could be another helpful reminder right now. Um, given the level of divisiveness that some of you are experiencing in your lives and the sense of um, things will be better when everyone sees it your way. That's very unlikely that that's going to happen. Um, you can try but you may just want to, some of you may want to pull back a bit on how much you need others to see things like you do. Because it's not true, number one, they don't need to see things like you, like you do. Um, and you can decide that you also don't need them to agree with you. And what would that look like? And that's a wonderful, creative exploration for you. Um, what would that look like? I, I don't want to hand you an answer. We don't want to hand you an answer. Um, but prompting you to consider those paths forward is probably going to let you feel more and more of your most expansive, whole and complete, um, satisfying, lovable, likable, even you liking yourself and loving yourself um versions of you okay there's there's a lot of ugliness that can come out um unintentionally um when when anyone when any human is is trying to force their view um on others 
or feel like others have to agree with them in order for any sort of progress to transpire. What if you just let all of those ideas go? What if no one has to agree with you? What if those that agree with you right now are the only ones that will ever agree with you? And what if you can create a version of you that can be okay with that? Are you resistant to that idea? If so, why? Because all you have is what is. And you. And you're the star in this situation, in your life. So you do have choices. You do have different ways of moving forward that may feel more grace-filled to you. They may feel more satisfying to you or unsatisfying if it's a, if it's a, feels like a big thing that you'd be giving up by not trying anymore to convince others. Okay, now switching gears here. As we look at the bigger events that have happened on Earth in in your uh, sense of history, there have been many unfortunate and very uncontrollable experiences that happened. When we look at World War II and the beginning of the, let's just say, genocidal tendencies at the beginning of the Holocaust, there were individuals that sensed that something was wrong, seriously, seriously wrong. Some of them tried to infiltrate certain organizations so that they could hopefully change the course, trying to change what felt like history in the making. And you all know how that went. Sometimes it feels important to try. Acknowledgement that there is some sort of bigger wave happening can be extremely humbling for any humans that have felt like they could change the present and therefore change what becomes history. There are some elements within, as we've been calling it since April, the simulation. There are some elements within the simulation that are sort of planted experiences that are beyond the human creation structure that for the most part are unchangeable. And we know that's unsatisfying. 
So the more you look at some of these types of, let's call them planted experiences, the more that you visualize them like a huge wave and you're standing on the beach or you're in a boat um, within the, the range of that wave and you realize you can't stop that wave. It changes your choices, doesn't it? It changes how you prepare for it, how you either brace for it or how you relax into it to not get hurt. It changes how you advise others. There are many elements of planted experiences right now that are more like a wave. Some big, some small, all noticeable, especially to those of you that are sensitive and feel like you feel everything. Now, the obvious question that most of you are having is, who is planting these experiences? What, what kind of force is that? It's a very fair question. The more you allow yourself to acknowledge that the realm in which your human lives is a simulated reality, that doesn't mean it's not real. It just means that it is a inorganic manufactured realm that does not always make sense does not always follow rules and is often feeling unfair to its participants and yet beyond the simulation beyond time space there is consistent advocation for the simulation to continue. Every creator of origin expression is the term we've been using. Every uh, source element you could also say that that was in knew itself within the simulation and then pops beyond the simulation. They have the chance to sort of vote whether the simulation continues or not. And the voting is overwhelming to continue the simulation. But it is easier to vote, that was a thrill ride, let's keep it going from beyond the simulation. And if there were a vote from within the simulation, the the, uh, outcome of that vote would likely be very, very different. So our approach, um, especially over the past few months, has been to try to not expose necessarily, but um, deepen the understanding of the simulation reality um, so that you can make those choices in a more authentic, informed manner. And we're hopeful 
that that could change not the nature of the simulation, because that would require a lot of individuals to be informed, um, but it could change very much your experience within the sim. Yes? That doesn't mean you like it. Okay. It doesn't mean you um, are happy about having your you uh, feeling trapped sometimes within the simulation. But look around, look closer. Um, those that are acknowledging the simulation for what it is and acknowledging the authority that they have over only their one are having at times a very pleasurable experience um, where they feel quite liberated, quite free. Um, it's all relative. <laughs> the, the notion of free is, is a tricky term <laughs> to use within the simulation. Um, so then going back to the planted experiences, They can be quite arbitrary and preset, not unlike the Mayan calendar. It had a set date of transition and um, alteration. And some planted experiences affect just a local group, um, whether that's like a, um, the potential of a comet experience or an asteroid impact, those sorts of things. Um, there's probabilities associated with them. So sometimes they're, the, the planted experience is, let's say, seeded, but it doesn't transpire because there is still um, a high degree of randomness within the simulation, making it highly unpredictable. So the virus, um, Jill doesn't want to get anything wrong. <laughs> she holds herself to a very high standard and wants to be very careful here. It's unlikely to be proven to any sufficient degree whether the COVID-19 virus itself was, let's just say, made within the simulation or organically evolved within the simulation. It definitely... We're not meaning to be evasive. Um, there's rules of engagement that are um, in place for how much, let's just say, outsider information can be inserted within the sim uh, through Jill or any other um, communicator messenger. So we're it's like we're having our lawyers <laughs> review what can be shared there. 
but we also are invoking our authority that if anyone deserves all the information available, it should be those of you within the simulation who are enduring the experience firsthand. And that's how we're pleading our case there. This virus does carry markers of a manufactured um, toxic agent within the simulation. And it utilized a planned experience that was a bit, let's say, open-ended, that there, there could be a sort of like a, like, and then something crazy happens. But that open-ended seed, if you were to the way that the way that we sort of visualize it is that there's a there's a grid pattern and it has multiple dimensions to it it's not flat and it's certainly not linear and there's points in the grid system related to the simulation that have a certain nature to them and this this planned experience has a very open grid system it has a very open network to it that allows for amazing creation allows for um, something, it's like something great or something tragic. And that planned experience allowed for almost like a black hole, a manufactured toxic agent to be almost like sucked in. So it wasn't a human saying in a nefarious way, let's, let's do this. But it was almost like an intentional subconscious, almost like an accident that it, and it wasn't an accident that it was made, but it was an accident that it was released. Um, and that lack of intentionality, given its consequences um, on health, economy, fear, stress, etc., is so dramatic and expansive planetarily um, that there's there will be intentions to try to figure out what happened, but any such investigations are likely to be unsatisfying because intent can't be proven. Um, and from our perspective, because there was no intention of this happening, it was sort of, yeah, sort of like, oh, shit, this got out um, on us and on them. And it, it definitely did emanate in China. And any of you that are thinking that China is the only one that has manufactured toxic agents uh, is that's not true. There are many different, um, let's just say, warring countries that have their own versions of these labs um, that are consistently manufacturing different ways that they can um, create them and then create antidotes for them and then deciding what to do with them or shelving them, etc., um, with strange justifications for such actions, right? Humans are so strange, as you know, <laughs> as you know. Okay, so the other the other part that we want you to know about planned experiences is that they they are very uncontrollable in terms of how it occurs, um, how long it lasts. 
how uh, permanent the effects are, whether they're positive or negative effects. And the, I mean, one of the most masterful ways to endure um, and experience and survive um, a planned experience of this nature is to be very, very centered within yourself. But attempts to try to stop a wave of any variety, and that's maybe the best place to start with any of you that have been trying to change an outcome or change the course of any sort of policy or direction is, is this a wave? How big is it? And can I really stop it? Or is this, is this the way I want to use my time? And some of you will choose to use your time in those ways, and that's completely up to you. Um, and then there's others that are making other choices, and that doesn't mean they don't care, and it doesn't mean they don't support you. It means they're interpreting the situation differently maybe than you are and making different choices, which they have that option, about how they desire to respond personally and how they desire to support others amidst this planned experience, okay? Okay. So some of you we sense are asking us to be more clear about this. So are we saying that the virus is a manufactured toxic agent versus an organic evolution of a coronavirus? Yes, we are saying it was a it is a manufactured um man-made would fit um, toxic agent that was created in China. And China isn't the only one that does things like this. So blaming China for that um, seems, un well, you get to decide. But the uh, irresponsibility and it getting out, there was definitely human error and irresponsibility and lax procedures in that regard. And yet with the black hole sort of sensation of that open structure that allowed for a planned event to happen, the planned event was un, um, it was non-specific. So anything could have been sucked in there. Fukushima was another one that was like that. It was, it's the way it looks from human standpoint is like, wow, what a series of bad luck situations. And yes, some human error involved, but but on any other day, that human error wouldn't have caused that level of devastation. Um, I, I know, just we feel so much compassion um, for all of you and all of you that are directly or indirectly affected by any of these things. It it doesn't it doesn't mean that source energy doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that the simulation isn't is an evil construct. Um, but we understand that it can be interpreted um, quite easily that way. So what kind of, you know, who would create a simulation like this? Well, we all would, we all did. As source energy, we created this simulation to allow for a very unusual experience for us as source energy. And in order to be a creator of the simulation, you have to have embodiments within the simulation, or you can't adjust it. There's no, in order to affect the simulation, you have to be in the simulation. And that allows for, if you will, a degree of fairness, 
um, to it, sort of like um, we've described it before, where um, in most of your political systems, in order to be a representative of a population, you have to be a member of that population, you have to be an actual resident in those communities in order to vote on their behalf and represent them and be elected. Okay, so it's sort of like that. So, so is the simulation controlled by you as your source energy as as one element um, of the creator system? Yes, there are planned events, all individuals that incarnate within certain windows know about the planned events, they have as much information as available. And there is an acknowledgement that most planned events, um, they don't go as planned because the simulation is the simulation. And I mean, for some of you that say, well, that just seems so unfair. For most of you that are saying that there is a degree of trauma and and um, injustice that you definitely have within your framework, either personally or as an advocate for others, there is a, a very um, definitive line of this is okay and this is not okay. And that is a very lovable quality about you. And you may want to create other versions of yourself that allow yourself to feel more resilient because the the lifespan of humans is incredible given what it endures if you really look at it that way so then there's the quantity of life right aspect of it and the the durability of of life forms on earth is is pretty amazing um again given what it endures within the simulation but then there's also the quality of life aspect. And that is a huge lever that you have control over. And we're not talking about possessions and material comforts, we're talking about literally attitudes, and choices of thoughts and choices of belief systems that support a life that feels worth living. <sighs> okay. Yes. All right, so we're wrapping up here. This is a lot to talk about. We haven't talked about this in a public setting before. Um, there are, um, um, let's say, more intimate offerings that that we've done um, with Jill and her uh, and some of her, um, let's say, partners that you know are alongside her as their creator energy in human form. So we'll put links to those for some of you that want more. There was a weekend workshop that was recorded. Um, a few months ago, and then we'll do another one um, coming up. But this is we just wanted to give we wanted to give some insights as as we see it for now. And we are hopeful that some of you that feel like you're pushing a rope that you revisit that and is it making a difference? Are you trying to stop a wave? And what are your other choices? What other choices do you want to make given that you can only control yourself? That doesn't mean it's a satisfying choice, but there are choices there and they may help you feel more of your agency, more of your liking yourself and your life. Um, and maybe liking the simulation for some of you that that is too big of an ask and we you get to decide how you want to do that. Um, we are excited about continuing this, uh, this theme of conversation that is truly breaking away from um, new age sorts of dogma, um, as that, as in our opinion, that sort of spirituality 
enlightenment, ascension type of language. Uh-huh. And the energy structure was becoming very constraining, was not doing a good job explaining the actual reality and how things were working. There was a lot of um, false uh, projections on the rest of humanity that are that are um, unfair to the individuals trying to pretend that the rest of humanity is waking up and things like that. Um, so being more honest um, about what's really going on feels very good and extremely liberating. And to some, it can feel crushing. And that's not our intention. Um, this is this is again where the personal commitment comes in because all of you can choose to believe whatever you want to believe. Um, those people of faith are making a conscious choice that that is their truth, right? Um, and they're they're doing it so well that they they most of them within certain faiths are believing that that's the only truth, and everyone else is is just lying to themselves. Um, okay, <laughs> that's one way to live a life, right? Um, and then within this construct, we're actually our intention with explaining the simulation um, in this way using language of simulation hypothesis and simulation theory, which are very, um, well, it's not that they're very well known, but they're fairly, it's a fairly um, established framework of ideology, especially within the scientific community. Um, and it doesn't have the dogmatic belief system attached to it. So it's more open um, for creation. It's more open for interpretation. And that's good. Um, the way that we the way that we look at it is any sort of any sort of intention to describe the entire reality needs to include everybody's actual experiences in their present and in their presence. Okay, so this is where the the ascension sort of idea that everybody on earth is here to ascend, um, and that there would and that earth is a school and all of these other sorts of ideologies, they're very limiting, because most of the planet doesn't believe that. And most of the planet isn't living that way. So how long is that group that believes that going to wait for, for the rest of humanity to apparently come to its senses and awaken, when they don't even know that that's the, why they're there. And that's that interpretation has a limitation. That interpretation that everybody on Earth is here to do the same thing is it's a choice. It's and Jill and some of the others are saying that's not my choice anymore. It's not what I see. I know some of these individuals that are supposedly unawakened and some of them have amazing integrity, amazing um, contribution to their communities and to humanity as a whole. And maybe we've gotten this wrong, that they're, they have to awaken and they have to be spiritual and they have to meditate and they have to do global meditations and all of these other things. When Jill started to back away from that idea years ago, her source energy, her connection as source energy got better. So that's a sign that it's closer to actual truth, source truth, the type of truth that is true, whether you believe it or not. Those are good truths to have. The truths that are true to you only because you're allowing that you're making them true. 
tend to be very flimsy, very um, unstable, and there can be a lot of confusion and projection of that individual's truth system and belief system on everyone else. And that's not necessary. You can do it another way. And given the results that that Jill and some of the others have had with the simulation theory ideology and framework and how it has let their light expand, it's allowed them to be much more stable in their light amidst a global pandemic and a, and a racial like war going on in some parts of the world. That's a good test. That's a really good test. Not that it needed a test, but it's like, okay, are they feeling their light? Are they feeling the connection of source energy to all life in this reality, even amidst these things going on? Yes, 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 yes. Mask, you know, not even just debates, mask wars, <laughs> mask conflict, too. There's just so many um, examples of how that ideology holds up really well. So of course, we want to offer it um, and try to explain it in ways that allow you to fully consider it and choose for yourself, whether it would help you feel more and more of the source energy that you are, more and more of the love that you are, more and more of the wisdom and the compassion that you are, without all of these unnecessary expectations about what that means. There are many beings on the planet that are acknowledging their inherent connection as source energy, not to source energy as if it's separate from oneself. Connection as source energy. Many of these individuals are not necessarily um, financially abundant or manifester, you know, master manifestors. All of some of those ideologies of what that means to be enlightened and awakened, and it, it must mean one's life looks like X, Y, and Z. Those are those are very unfortunate misinterpretations of life of living, of the simulation, of the way energy works within simulation, all of those things. And we will continue to offer our interpretation to help clarify what's really going on um, to hopefully offer another choice, another range of choices for how you can be your one in an ideology that's better suited to being the source energy amidst your humanity, intrinsically, inherently so. Okay. Hmm. And there is a lot of stripping away. <laughs> There's a lot of undoing, uh, depending on the ideology that you're transitioning from. There can be a lot of letting go a lot of shedding and okay, that's not true. That's not true. And that was never true. I was just pretending it was true. That takes a very special human that can it that can that is willing to even look at that, let alone say, that's so funny <laughs> that I thought that was true. And it's not now I'm now I'm going to explore maybe it's not true, maybe it was never true. And that's wild <laughs> that the simulation allows for it that my human can can go along that easily, perhaps with something. And that then I can just shed it like a like an old pair of boots I don't like anymore. Those don't work. <laughs> I do. When I'm when I'm out in this environment, those that footwear doesn't work. <laughs> I'm not going to wear Jimmy Choo's on a hike in the mountains, <laughs> right? And I'm in the mountains. I'm in the simulation. So let's try on another ideology and see how we feel 
as our source energy. How close do we feel to the source energy we are amidst this framework, amidst this ideology? The simulation theory is working really, really well. Um, and we're excited to um, just put that on a platter for you to consider. Okay. Uh, we love you. We um, believe in you. We are not worried about humanity working its way through all of these different aspects of this um, planned experience or planted planned experience. Um, of uh, many will perish um, as they have been and as there always is entrance and exits um, uh, from the, 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 the realm of the living uh, in the 3D kind of version. Um, and then there's afterlife corridors within the simulation too. So it's complex. Anyway, we'll point out the resources that um, may be helpful in that regard. Okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Offering our love, offering our compassion and our grace and our support of you in your ones as you are and as you desire to move forward. Okay. Bye-bye. Here is where you will find the weekend workshop that we talked about and the, um, the upcoming, unfortunately, workshop is not set up yet, but I'm thinking it's going to be the end of September 2020. But there's two other um, offerings that may help if you want to go deeper um, into this content. So just go to jillreneefeeler.com, go to Enlightenment Courses, and the April workshop is called A New Framework for Transcendence. And that is right here on the website, or just go to jillreneefeeler.com forward slash J-R-F, F as in Frank, simulation hypothesis forward slash. And then at the most recent um, new material that we offered in June, and again, all of these are in recordings, video recordings, and audio recordings for your convenience. I do recommend with all the materials that you listen at at least once in each format. Experience the audio format, experience the video format, and then go back again if you need to, um, or just want to. Some of the meditations alone can be incredibly, um, oh, just satisfying. <laughs> okay, and then in June, we release the Infinite Light Activation Series. There is a professional's version and a platinum version. Um, so you guys get to decide and as you click on these, you'll see the invitation and you can, you know, learn more. There's probably reviews in there for you to look at and decide, um, whether you want to invest in these or not. Okay. It's totally up to you. These two, by the way, come with a private session. So that's kind of nice, at least for now in a limited, limited time, um, sort of fashion. I think it's like through the end of the month. Um, that if you purchase, you'll have the option of the private session. And then going forward, the private session won't be this month, though, just FYI, I'm booked out um, at least a few months in the future. But the ability to purchase it, book a session, and then that session will be um, probably a couple months out. But anyway, they always tend to happen right on time. Okay, there you go. So for those of you that want to check out reviews, um, you can go to... Let's see, it's joereneefeeler.com forward slash testimonial. And there's a whole bunch of testimonials here on various 
Um, oh God, we've got like 37 pages <laughs> of testimonials. There's a lot here. All right. So I hope that's helpful. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I love you guys. Bye-bye for now.